It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week, so let's jump right into it. I'm absolutely thrilled to kick off the program with an author, business owner, Adriana Rosa Angolo, um, who is uh, joining us from uh, from Moss Connections. Uh, Adriana, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So tell us about yourself and your business, uh, Moss Connections. Yeah, so I am the owner uh, of, of the Mass Connections as a consulting company. Um, we look to help business owners to develop strategies to uh, uh, harness change and be flexible in when disruption arises. And we were working on this since 2011. So uh, I have that vision of change all the time. And now it's more evident with the pandemic, right? <laughs> but this has been always our, our focus is that you can be able to be flexible to any, any disruption, any change. Um, and as you know, business today are unpredictable. And the old ways that we have to develop a strategy uh, no longer work. So companies- absolutely, necessity is the mother of all invention, and and you are certainly uh, doing it yourself. All business owners do um, at all times, but um, you are doing it for your clients as well. So on that note, what services does Mass Connections provide to your clients? So my biggest focus is on change management. I believe that's my passion. I love change since I'm a little girl. Uh, <laughs> and change management is nothing that uh, a game plan. Uh, so we offer the tools and, and methodologies, the training that can facilitate a, small, uh, a smooth transition. And I'm not talking just uh, as right now is digital, uh, but also the organizational chain or any type of chain that a company needs. So we start with gap analysis to understand the position of the current state of the company and what changes are they uh, required and what they need. We also have compliance uh, analysis that's, that has been the focus of mass connection in the past. But I'm so glad to announce that the study in this month we have is uh, the collaboration of uh, Alice Key, Antonio, and Dylan Frampton. And we're going to have other services like ethical persuasion, sales with the storytelling, uh, a roadmap and a strategy based on the eight key business areas, and excellence strategy. So they are going to be helping with all this. Absolutely. No, that's that's awesome. And congratulations on that. So you are always on the move. I know just prior to uh, to uh, to our conversation, 
um, you were literally running around getting ready to uh, for for more book signings and raising awareness. And I know that again, you're you're teaching. You're a teacher. You're an educator, helping people uh, with with change. And uh, that it was further continued through your new book called The Buoyant Business. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the goals that you've had in writing the book? Um, and I don't want to share all the secrets, but uh, let's talk about some of the some of the highlights. Yes. So with the volume business, I'm inviting the professionals and the people involved in the company with chain management and things like that to uh, look deep inside the ocean of the process and personnel, the strategies, the data, the innovation, and now artificial intelligence and everything that is getting into the business now, where deep down where they believe that nothing happened. Uh, so this is the time of um, that I, I something that I called uh, brushing your teeth because I always mention that it's people that do uh, the do list, right? And you list everything that you're going to do next day. You don't type or you don't put in your list brushing your teeth. That's something that is in you. And, and this is the type of problems that I've been seeing with all these years of experience that can be the bottleneck of a company, those little processes that you never think of. So that's that's my invitation with this book, that you go deep down of the ocean of process and, um, and look into what process or situations are not uh, being looked before. So this book is basically aimed to the group of professionals that are uh, drowning in that labyrinth of complex situations or process that are not a real reflection of uh, what the company needs or what they want to. Mm-hmm. Or instead, it's just the, the result of a prior experience or basically the inability to say no to certain things. Sure. So that's basically my focus with this book. I really uh, uh, talk about simplicity and that's um, the main point. So how you can simplify your process to be more flexible, to be more adaptable, especially now with all the changes. Absolutely. Lots of changes. You're listening to Get Down to Business and I'm chatting with Adriana Rosa Angolo from Moss Connections, the author of a new book, The Boy in Business. And uh, Adriana, you've been uh, you've been talking about the book and how businesses need to be ready, flexible, and, and, and prompt to respond to any type of disruption. And um, we're living and breathing that. Um, can you give an example of, uh, of some of this change? And again, without sharing all of the tips of the book, but for our, our small business owners that are tuning in uh, to get down to business, what are some of the tips and techniques that you recommend um, that uh, the people can implement this week in their business? So yeah, the world is changing, right? And, and with the pandemic, as I mentioned, is is more visible now. Uh, so one of the things that have been changing a lot is that we are used to establish um, the like the long uh, term goals, right? And just to be five year uh, long term goals, and then we have the short terms. But now that's not the case anymore. Our, our long terms cannot be more than three months because we don't know what is going to happen. Uh, this is how fast the world is changing. So basically, I give some tools and techniques on how to manage that, how to use uh, the data, the KPIs, the, the analysis to just create a small um, 
goals and be analyzing and reviewing those um, those goals uh, instead of having these uh, long-term goals. Uh, also in the book, I talk about, uh, it's a lot of studies in marketing for um, how the brain reacts. So in my book, I talk about how we can use all those studies that they have been doing for marketing and other purposes, how, mm -hmm. you can, how you can use it for change management. Because many times the people doesn't re react to the change in a good way just because of the way that we present the change. So it's just little tools and resources on how to present the changes, how to uh, approach the people and, and invite them to be part of the process. So uh, it's a, a smooth process for, for, for everybody. That's fantastic. Again, uh, Adriana, the author of The Boy in Business. And Adriana, um, just before we conclude our conversation, I also see that you help the uh, Latino community by being a hub leader for Hispanic Star, a collective platform to unify Hispanics in the United States and celebrate their contributions to the country. Can you explain what you do for them? Yes. Yeah, so uh, with Hispanic Star, and I'm the, as, as you mentioned, I'm the leader of the New Jersey Hub. So we are working to change the narrative of the Hispanic community in the United States. We are looking to create the largest network of Hispanics in the United States to support uh, each other uh, and to support the community. Uh, one of the goals that they have is that we can be connected at a minimum of three degrees of separation. Last year, however, because uh, when the COVID started, we pivoted all the efforts to help the community. So we did um, a lot of uh, community events. We get a donation from Procter & Gamble of 38 pallets that we distribute. I, we partnered with a church here, and we were able to distribute those to multiple organizations. And mm -hmm. also, we have a mass donation from ADM. Uh, That's awesome. 000, uh, and we were able to distribute that in seven counties in New Jersey, 17 towns uh, with different TDA uh, organizations. So, um, yeah, definitely. Also, um, well, Adriana, we're going to have to leave that there and congratulations and thank you for all of your perfect. hard work on that. I want to make sure our listeners know where they can uh, pick up a copy of the book and, uh, and learn more about your business. Can you share a website? Yeah, sure. The, the book is available at Amazon and uh, the website is mass-connections.com. M-A-S-connections.com and the book is called The Boy in Business. Adriana Rosso Angolo, thank you so much for joining us on the air. I look forward to bringing you back, likely for books number two, three, and four. Um, and thank you for all of your hard work with Hispanic Star and all of the tips, advice, from Moss Connections to all of our fellow business owners. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. More small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Thank you so much for the invitation. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. I've been excited for this conversation. I'm joined by Christopher Hamsey who is uh, an expert on print-on-demand, an expert on e-commerce, but I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Christopher, welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so Christopher Hamsey, I am the founder of T-Launch. So I've been doing uh, print-on-demand uh, with uh, Shopify and Etsy for the last uh, nine years. 
That's awesome. That's that's exciting. So, how did you uh, how did you discover print on demand? And maybe I should start with the fundamentals of what is print on demand. <laughs> print on demand is a, a manufacturing technique where instead of um, producing a lot of one thing and then sticking it on a shelf, you produce the item when the order is placed. So, t-shirts, mugs, hats, blankets, anything you think of is now can be done through that uh, manufacturing method. That's awesome. So uh, isn't it hard starting an e-commerce business? I've, I hear from our listeners all the time, and that seems like a massive, massive undertaking. Tell us about that experience. Uh, I think it used to be. I really think now with guys like us, um, platforms like Shopify and Etsy, um, they've really shortened the, uh, the learning curve. And so now I really feel like it's, I mean, it's something that is attainable by, by anyone. I think a lot of times people awesome. that, yeah, in their mind, they, uh, they overcomplicate it. Um, and they just think it's hard. I think we're, you know, my goal in life is to uh, show people that's not. Well, I'm, I'm going to pick your brain some more on that in, uh, in a minute or two. But isn't print on demand just sort of simple stuff like T-shirts? How are you able to do uh, fancy things like crystals, rugs, cutting boards, headphones? Uh, how, how, how complex can you and your team go? Yeah, so we've really been, that's kind of our claim to fame is we really, uh, you know, we started with the easy stuff, you know, the coffee mugs and, and T-shirts. And we've really tried to kind of best ourselves in what we can do next. So yeah, we do, um, you know, backpacks and crystals and headphones and, you know, really the, the market's been evolving because this, the methodology has gotten so popular that now manufacturers are trying to figure out how do I, how do I transition what I used to do from a bulk business into print on demand. And so there's, you know, different techniques, you know, direct to garment sublimation, laser etching, all these things that now, um, you know, manufacturers have built workflows to make it, you know, you know, all they produce by print on demand. Oh, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So don't you have to be an expert in marketing in order to uh, sell products online? How did you get spun up and, uh, and figure out how to, how to, you know, really build this, this fantastic enterprise called T-Launch? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was almost an accident. You know, we started, uh, let's see, nine years ago, just printing t-shirts. And our goal was how do we actually sell t-shirts that we print? And we figured out, you know, this was in, uh, so 2013, um, by 2015, um, Facebook ads was really popular. Um, and a site called Teespring and people figured out, hey, I can, now I know if a person likes pugs, I can make this t-shirt that says, I love pugs and find people that love pugs. And I get to show them the t-shirt and they buy it. And so it was really a, uh, it was a whirlwind because it went from, uh, basically nothing in sales to 3 million the, that year and, and you know, 15 million the next year. So it just took off like crazy. Uh, absolutely. It did take off for sure. And so uh, I've never heard of T-Launch. I'll, I'll be honest until our conversation, I haven't heard of T-Launch, but it's, uh, it's an awesome name by the way. But um, why, why haven't I heard and tell us your own experiences of running a business. And if you don't mind, just be candid because you know, our listeners are entrepreneurs and everybody wants to, you know, celebrate the good, but frankly, also talk about the challenges so it doesn't happen to them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, T-Launch is, uh, we keep a low profile. So we're bootstrapped. So obviously we can't really uh, spend like our competitors. Uh, let's say, for example, Printful, you know, it's a huge company that, you know, just got $130 million in funding, you know, a few months ago. So like for us, you know, we really have to be careful in how we market because we have to, you know, not only invest in marketing, but we have to invest in production technology, it's just, there's a lot. So we definitely keep a low profile, but um, you know, we're growing fast. You know, last year was good for us in, in the sense of a lot of people were really um, kind of pushed to develop other ways of making a living. 
uh, because of COVID. And so we just had a lot of conversations with, you know, thousands of people that, you know, had the same kind of uh, thought process you are like e-commerce is hard. I don't know marketing. How do I do this? And it's, it's much simpler than you think, you know, think about just the world around you and the things that you and your, your family, your friends are already buying online. And all you got to do is redirect those purchases to your own store away from their current kind of buying patterns. You think about at Christmas, if you're buying holiday cards from, you know, Shutterfly or you're buying a, a blanket from Redbubble, like all these things that you probably don't even think about, you're just buying gifts online, you know, through Etsy and other stores. And now you think about if you had the ability to offer those kind of gifts to people you already know and get them to spend it with you versus the other places are already spending that, it's, it's a much easier thing than, than trying to like learn Facebook ads. And uh, there's, there's just the people, they, they think about it in the wrong way, you know? Um, sell to the people you know first, and then you can, you know, learn other techniques to broaden your your base. What is the biggest surprise that you've had uh, since deciding to become an entrepreneur? What's the uh, either for the good or for the bad? What was the easiest thing for you, and what's the what, what was the most challenging piece? <laughs> I mean, it's all been challenging. I'll be honest. You know, we started out, we you know had the wrong idea of what we wanted to be. It was first, always want to print T-shirts, and then we didn't have any of the technology, and we easily racked up almost eight hundred thousand dollars in debt. Uh, it would have been 2000, end of 14, early 15. Um, and so it was, it was difficult. You know, the, my proudest day was a year later when we paid off the entire, <laughs> the entire debt. And it was quite a, uh, a burden off my shoulders, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, and I don't want to, I don't want to be flipping and say e-commerce is easy. I mean, it's not, it's, there's definitely a lot of things you have to learn and effort you got to put into it, but uh, it's definitely, it's achievable. Uh, a good, good example of this is my mother. She retired from teaching two years ago. Uh, never sold or made a thing online her entire life. Never. I mean, she's one of those technology phobes that, you know, I'm, sh- I'm surprised she knows how to use a computer. And she just studied Etsy. She studied SEO. She learned how to use Photoshop. And last year she sold almost $40,000 on Etsy. Oh my goodness. Congratulations to your mom. We should be having her on and not you. Um, <laughs> man, I'm chatting with Chris Ferranzi uh, again from T-Launch and uh, e-commerce. Uh, I know you're being humble about it, but an e-commerce success story and appreciate you being candid um, with the uh, small business and entrepreneurship feedback for sure. And um, as you said, you know, business is, is, is certainly challenging. Um, so what are some of your goals and aspirations for the next, let's say, five years? Yeah, so we're really we're really focused on uh, regular people. Like we, there's no greater thrill than taking someone who's never sold anything online, never really um, had a, I guess, made a success. They've kind of an entrepreneurship and helping them get there. So we're really focused on regular people. You know, providing training uh, and tools to make them uh, successful. Uh, we're also really working on um, different and kind of crazy product types. Like we're always experimenting with what's the next thing. You know, how can we push the boundaries of print on demand. Cause you're right. Like the most people think, Oh, it's just, it's just t-shirts. And it's like, no, it's much, much more than t-shirts. If you, you know, dig deep. But the problem is we're kind of at the edge of the, uh, the frontier here of uh, what is possible. And so we're having to do a lot of this, uh, you know, creating of these, these product types and these processes. So. For sure. And we're having this conversation the second half of 2021, which sounds crazy. Um, how have you been able to, uh, to frankly, uh, leverage uh, the, the new era that we're in? How has COVID changed your business? Yeah, so it had a pretty profound impact. I mean, really, people last year looked, looked, to, the, uh, <laughs> looked to the internet to solve their problems. They you know, were sitting at home with nothing to do. And they, um, they kind of came to us trying to figure out, how can I 
um, just make 200 bucks extra. Like, how do I have some sort of safety uh, that isn't, um, that isn't uh, dependent on, you know, going to a job and punching a clock. And so it really accelerated our growth, I would say, by three, three to five years. Because now we're in this point where we have to uh, figure out how to help a lot of new people and how to give them all the tools they need to be successful. So. Absolutely. Well, again, Christopher, I appreciate you coming on and uh, we should have your mom on to talk about her Etsy success story over here. But uh, Christopher, how can people learn more about T-Launch, get in touch with you if they want to talk about obviously the work that you do, but also that e-commerce experience and, uh, and uh, pick your brain? Yeah. So T-Launch.com, you know, it has our, our blog and all of our links and all of our products. Uh, if you want to reach out to me personally, uh, Christopher at T-Launch, I'm happy to Give any advice or feedback that you uh, that you need on e-commerce or your store or just anything really uh, that you want to talk about. So, and I should emphasize it's tee launch.com um teelaunch.com check out the website uh true e-commerce success story and appreciate you coming on uh christopher to share your experiences with with our listeners and i look forward to staying in touch you are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship be sure to get on your favorite podcast app and click subscribe rate review and share it makes it easier for others to find this program and be sure to check out our friends and supporters of the program tom Urbali from healthplanchicago.com as well as irena freeman from chicago signature limo.com for all of your transportation needs we are going to squeeze in a quick break some headlines pay the bills um, and we'll be back uh, talking all about uh, entrepreneurship networking small business uh, you're listening to get down to business get on my website shalom klein to download all of the past eight plus years of shows. We will be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. My next guest has been branded as the CEO of uh, Success Champion Networking, and that's because he lives it and breathes it every day. Uh, Donnie Boivin joins me here on the program, and um, you know, despite the uh, the Army Marine Corps differences over here, um, we share a passion for networking, share a passion for small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So it's a pleasure to have you, Donnie. Welcome to the program. Hey, Sean, I appreciate you, brother. I'm excited to hang out with you guys, and I'll try not to bust your chops too much about being Army. You know, <laughs> every one of us needs a Boy Scouts to come hang out with, so I appreciate you. There we go. There we go. So let's talk about Success Champion Networking. Let's talk about Success Champions Magazine. You are Mr. Uh, Mr. Networking, Mr. Business. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep. So four years in the Marine Corps, 20 years straight commission sales, turned 40 years old, and got tired of making everybody else wealthy. So I jumped out and launched my company, Success Champions. Six months into running my company, I realized I didn't know how to be a business owner. So I ran my company straight in the ground, almost lost everything I had. And then I found podcasting. Um, between podcasting and a non-compete coming up, um, I turned the company around. Uh, and now I run the Success Champions family of companies, six companies all together, two of the top podcasts in the world, four best-selling books, and we are changing the world with how people do business. So Success Champion Networking was founded in March of 20 because of the, the pandemic. The whole world was moving online and I knew how difficult it was for us to go from a physical business to an online company. It took us two and a half years and I knew the world didn't have that time. So 
we set out to fix how the world does traditional networking. And since March, we've launched 42 chapters across the U.S. We're getting ready to expand internationally. And we are rocking and rolling and helping people get to the right people and change the game. You sure are. And how has COVID changed things? I mean, I, I, I used to, I've been doing the show for eight plus years. And when I started saying podcasts in the past, people were like, what is that? I don't have time for that. And now everybody has a podcast. So Donnie, how has your business model and frankly, how has the, the reception uh, changed since frankly the beginning of COVID? You know, I mean, it's, it's been interesting. So I, I have a full working farm that I run all the companies from. And I, so I set out to build an online business all the way through. Um, and when I found podcasting in general, I didn't even know what podcasting was. And now it's become more and more mainstream. So for me, it was just fun to watch everybody come play in my sandbox, you know, because I was already here. I was already doing the work, doing the time, you know, had teams all over the world, you know, 37 employees all together now. And, you know, this was just every day for us. What it afforded us was opportunity to create more and do more to help and support people. So, um, and now that more people are playing in our world and playing our game, the idea of doing more things virtually um, has just made our world a hell of a lot easier. I mean, we were That's already right. doing sales training, you know, out there. We were already, you know, doing almost everything we did except for me doing some public speaking, you know, was virtually. So it's just enhanced everything we were doing. So we've grown. In 09, when I started networking, uh, I always joked that my parents thought it was, uh, it was telephone wiring. And then a uh, younger generation thought it was social media. I discovered it's the hybrid of, of everything of uh, sure. you know, building relationships. And you've certainly used all of the technology, all of the tools, all of the resources to do just that. So here in Get Down to Business, we're all about uh the, the practical and and the implementable things that you can do. So uh, again, I'm chatting with uh, with Mr. Networker himself, Donnie Boyvin. Um, I won't hold that Marine Corps thing against you again, but what are some of the practical things that people can put into place this week and the week ahead as we, uh, as we aim to finish 2021? I can't believe I'm saying that, finish strong, but put the things in place to wrap up this half of the year. What can they do? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that you got to start connecting with people. When I mean connecting with people, I don't mean pitching people. So some fun tactical things is head over to LinkedIn, go grab somebody's profile, skim through their profile really quickly, find something that you can pinpoint on. What's some sort of commonality that you have? What's something that you guys share? Um, a lot of us veterans get to use this really easy. Hey, see, you're in the army. Sorry to hear that. You know, find some sort of connection. See all you went to XYZ University. Um, and ask a question as part of that reach out. Um, once they respond really quickly, hit them with, hey, tell me a little bit about your world. Tell me your story and connect and have great conversations. Once you get somebody to a Zoom call, forget the sales pitch, forget the sales move, dive into their world and figure out who you can introduce them to. And what you're going to find is if you make the move to help them grow their business first and they're going to pour back into you. Um, and I think most people grew up on this philosophy of giver's gain, which is absolute crap because nobody, you, if you give the gain, you're surefire way of going broke. You don't give the gain, you give because it's the right damn thing to do. And when you That's genuinely right. pour into people and open up real doors, you're going to find amazing things happen for you and your business. I love it. Uh, Donnie, I could talk to you for hours, um, in which we'll do another time, but uh, how can people get a hold of you, learn more about your uh, family of companies and uh, get in touch with you? 
Yeah, for sure. The fastest way to get to me is send the word success or text the word success to 817-318-6030. And we'll send you all the information, some free training courses and some other goodies that go along with it. But text the word success to 817-318-6030. And it's the fastest way to get to me and find out more information about all the things we're doing. Donnie, I've just texted you five times. I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm fired up. Uh, Donnie Woven, thank you so much for joining us here on Get Down to Business. We'll be sure to have you back real soon. Talk all about podcasting, networking, and again, your uh, your outstanding philosophy in business and uh, and networking. Thanks so much for joining us. We're, we are going to squeeze in a quick break here on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, a show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. So all of our listeners know the importance of human connection, um, but did you know that it actually contributes to work satisfaction? And I know that that is something very, very relevant, especially during the past pandemic year, year and a half, is it turning into two years of working remotely? So many employers are trying to bring staff back into the office, and they are realizing it's more important than ever uh, to focus on those workplace relationships. My next be- my next guest, rather, is the author of a new book, Leading with Love and Laughter, Letting Go and Getting Real at Work. That's Zena Such. And Zena, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. This is a, a great opportunity to talk about something that really matters to a lot of people. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So Zena, I love to talk about uh, background and sort of what's uh, what's contributed to your interest in research on the topic. Um, let's talk about you and uh, maybe a moment or two about your co-author, Patrick. Um, Zena, tell us a little bit about yourself. So thank you. Uh, yeah, my background has always been about education and learning and started my career out as a classroom teacher and then moved into working with adults and leadership development. But most of my research was always about behavior, human behavior, why people do what they do, why they say what they say, why they feel what they feel. It just has always fascinated me the way the human brain works. And um, uh, so I ended up working in federal government, but did work with American University as a faculty and was doing leadership development. Um, And my co-author was the director and currently is the director of a leadership program at American University called Key Executive Leadership Programs. And that is where he and I started talking and having lots of very long conversations about what truly makes a great leader. We would see so many executives come through our program, sit in our classes, wholeheartedly participate and do everything that we, you know, that we tell them to do or that uh, that our equations say we should do, whether it's change management or organizational management or building teams. And yet some just really shined as good, strong leaders and, and almost had followings from their employees. And so Patrick and I sat down and one day we were talking and I said, you know, there's there's this like X factor, for lack of a better word, that certain people have that they bring to the workplace. And the more we started talking about it, the more the topic of love and caring and vulnerability and humility came up. And then we even took it to the next level because I said some of the best leaders I've seen really bring joy to that workplace, find ways that we can laugh, laugh with each other, um, you know, laugh at some external factors that might be impacting us in sometimes negative ways. But to really be able to connect on that human level. And that's how the book was born. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fascinating. And 
we know that uh, for better or worse, uh, leaders set the example. And uh, I'm fond of saying that you know there's not much you're not much of a leader unless you have uh, unless you have followers. So I want to I want to talk on that um, on that piece on the first word of the title of the book again leading with love and laughter is leadership. So what can leaders do to allow themselves to let go and get real? I think the first step is really to get to know themselves, understand what makes them afraid to let go, what makes them feel that they have to have this persona, what makes them feel that their only way they can lead is by being large and in charge sometimes, um, and what makes them feel insecure about that, and then starting to take some small risks starting to open up a little bit, try different things. Throughout the book, we never say do this. We always say try and ask yourself these questions. And so we kind of walk people through a process where they can slowly self-discover, open up themselves to the opportunities to feel love in the workplace. And as we know, you know, the caveat here is there are so many different ways you can define love. There's love for parents and children. And, and so we're talking about the kind of love that's okay to have for colleagues and those that you work with and frankly those that you spend a tremendous amount of time of your work day with whether it be through zoom meetings or other kinds of virtual uh, spaces and now more than ever that feeling of connectivity and that feeling of joining at the human level is so critical absolutely and i don't want to share all of the uh, all of the secrets from the book but what are some of the practical things that you would say how do you help uh, teams come together love one another and have fun I think getting to know each other at that level, asking each other questions that go beyond the workspace, getting to know what drives their passion, what makes them love their job, what parts of their job do they love or don't love, um, what, what motivates them to get up in the morning, understanding what the why factor is for your job, why are you here doing what you're doing is a really good place to start. Absolutely. No, that's that's so important. So um, finally, finally, um, what uh, what are some of the highlights from the research that you've uh, that you and Patrick have done um, just regarding the links between, the, again, the positive emotions, in the workplace and employee wellness and engagement? What are some of those uh, just big picture uh, things that uh, might surprise our listeners? So uh, something as simple as how laughter can actually eliminate pain. So imagine feeling stress at work or feeling some kind of negative feelings that laughing produces in the brain a chemical response that allows you to stop feeling the pain. And there's all this research out there showing how even in the medical field, they would practice or study how laughter impacts the human reaction. And then love as well, that we know people who are connected with others um, there are all these pleasurable hormones that get released when you feel love and you feel loved or even exhibit love sure. to others. So our brains, our bodies are built to do this. And when we do tap into that, everyone around us, not only ourselves, but everyone around us feels the impact of that, what I would call healing that's fascinating stuff. Again, I'm chatting with the co-author of the book, Leading with Love, Letting Love, Love and Laughter, Letting Go and Getting Real at Work, uh, published uh, just in May of 2021. We're going to continue our conversation with Zena Such in just a moment. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Check out my website, shalomkline.com, to download the past eight plus years of podcasts from the show. We'll be right back after this quick break. How do we lead with 
Love and Laughter. That's the topic of a new book from BK Publishers, uh, published in May of 2021. I'm thrilled to be joined, rejoined by co-author Zena Such, who's been leading development and diversity programs for the federal government for 20 years and currently serves in the senior executive service. And uh, together with co-author Patrick Malone, who spent uh, 23 plus years in the Navy. I won't hold that against him, um, being an Army guy myself. But um, uh, both of you certainly know a thing or two about uh, building organizations. So uh, one of the things that I saw from your book is moving from sterile, exchange-based relationships, to caring, loving relationships in the organization. And I want to uh, sort of add on top of that, um, the times that we're living in right now, we're in mid 2021 and still dealing with a lot of challenging, challenging environments. So Zena, what advice do you have for the workplace? So one of the things that we are very cognizant of is the external cultures that we see and we hear a lot about where love is a no-no. It's something that you don't say, you don't exhibit. Work should be very sterile because you don't want to cross lines. And we hear that a lot. You know, don't cross a line in the workplace. And we are far from saying that you should be crossing those lines. What we're saying is if you take a look at the way that you feel in the workplace and you're not feeling the love that you should be feeling and the joy, and you're not feeling that your teams are performing optimally, then there's something that you could be doing in that space that can help move people along. And now we've got the barriers of not being in the same workspace, whether it's because of COVID or people are moving more now to remote, full-time remote, but we are connecting through video, through telephone. We are making those kinds of connections. The key here is, are we keeping that barrier up between ourselves and our employees, our colleagues, our staff? Because if that barrier exists, what we know is we're not getting the most from our employees. And now more than ever in a remote environment, we've got leaders who are very against this. They're, they're worried about this. But the questions we ask is, what are you doing in this space? You could be connecting on such a deeper level because you have almost immediate contact. You're, you're almost always on a video call or a Zoom meeting. So moving beyond those barriers that we have ourselves created because of fear or because of the, the media that we're hearing, you know, don't cross certain lines. And of course, again, I'll reiterate, we don't want people crossing lines, but we definitely want people taking a little bit more um, risk with being vulnerable and expressing your feelings. We also, you know, one of the things we always say is check yourself. How are you feeling? And if you're coming in and you're feeling the stress of work and you're feeling like you're not enjoying your time in the workplace, then you're not giving your best either. Absolutely. Such helpful advice. And I know that uh, you and Patrick have done extensive, extensive research in this important topic. And it's so important that as we rethink, as we reimagine the workplaces of tomorrow, uh, that we're also thinking about the people and the teams and the environment that we're creating as well. So, Zena, you've shared a lot of great information with our listeners. And I want to make sure that everybody can get in touch with you and, of course, pick up a copy of the book. So, um, firstly, where can people find the book and where can people uh, learn more and get in touch with you? So suchmalone.com is our website, and we encourage people to go there, and that will give you all of the different venues um, through which you can purchase the book if you're interested, read more about Patrick and me and our history, and um, also be able to contact us via email. And, and we look forward to hearing from people. We'd love to hear your comments, good, bad, ugly. We're very open to uh, understanding how people are receiving this message. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, um, Zena. We appreciate you and look forward to having you back on because this is a, a, a absolutely critical issue and, and certainly encourage all of our listeners to get in touch with suchmalone.com. Uh, uh, Zena, thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. And be sure to check out our sponsors, chicagosignaturelimo.com and healthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance and transportation needs. I'll let you figure out which website goes to which. Um, but we'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer to Success. Let's get down to business.